Numerous Buckeye fans have been asking questions about what is going on with recruiting players on the defensive side of the ball. And then when you add in a recent decommitment from Dijon Johnson, you're probably more puzzled than you were. Why did Dijon Johnson decommit over the weekend? What went into this decision? We'll tell you right here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeye for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, August 1st in the year 2022, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. On today's episode, we will discuss what Ryan Day's expectations for the Buckeyes defense are in 2022. We'll also touch on something that might be lacking with Ryan Day coach football teams while he's been at Ohio State. But first, over the weekend on Saturday, most of us were enjoying the weather, the sunshine. Myself, I was getting ready to go to the state fair on Sunday afternoon and just enjoy some good, fun state fair food. And then in the time I was getting ready for the fair the day before and just thinking about my weekend and this podcast as well, across my feed on Twitter, there was an announcement, a tweet. Dijon Johnson, who committed to Ohio State earlier this year from the state of Florida, decommitted from Ohio State just the day before. Dijon Johnson was at Friday Night Lights in Gainesville at the University of Florida. Over the past few weeks, the University of Florida and the University of Miami, they have both been going harder to try to keep Dijon Johnson inside the Sunshine State. Now, many of you might say, Jay, there's also something a little bit puzzling about the defensive recruiting we touched on last week at the end of last, actually on Saturday, after Brock Glenn's announcement that he was committing to Ohio State. We touched on how well the offensive side of the ball has been in in recruiting. Now, you may say, Jay, they could add another old lineman, maybe another running back. That's true. But as it stands right now, the talent on that side of the ball is really, really good. We should all be excited about it. However, when it comes to this right here, Mr. Dijon Johnson, when it comes to his announcement to decommit, and then you add in that Ohio State lost out on Tackett Curtis, four-star linebacker, committed to USC, four-star D lineman John Walker, committed to UCF, another Florida kid, Florida kid, stayed in the state of Florida. Then you add in they also lost five-star safety Caleb Downs to Alabama. You might be like, what's going on? There are a couple thoughts in my mind. We'll get more from about this from John Garcia Jr. when he joins us later in the week about what he's hearing and what he knows, what his thoughts are about the Ohio State defensive recruiting but honestly it kind of makes sense a little bit a lot of players nowadays they factor in one big thing it's very big it's nil can i get money guaranteed to me before i even step on foot on campus of the university before i commit to a school now everybody knows ohio state's compliance compartment is big everybody knows they're going to be ones to follow the rules and not try to deviate away from that i have no problem with it but when you add in a USC for a Tackett Curtis, when you add in um, a, a Florida for a Dijon Johnson, when you add in a Miami for a Dijon Johnson, 
those universities that I just listed that I named in UF and Florida, Miami and USC, we they are no strangers and they're not going to shy away from saying, oh, not, maybe not the university, but it might come out that, okay, you commit here. We got X for you in amount of money. We got Y for you in an amount of money that you can get once you commit to this school. And ultimately, I'm not saying money is a big factor, but it could be. Also, you think about this. Now, you say, Jay, come to Ohio State. It's great. Come to Ohio State. We'll get you to the NFL. Come to Ohio State. This is a great place for you to go to win a national championship. That is true. But let's also think about kids being homesick and people wanting mom, dad, their auntie, their uncle, their grandma, their grandpa, their, their people in their family, all their cousins that they have seen all their lives watching their games and watching as many of them as they can in the local area. That's something to look into as well. Now, also, last but not least, let's think about this, too, when it comes to D. John Johnson's decommitment from Ohio State. Ohio State has numerous coaches on defense. I was going to try to quickly say how many there were, but we're going to deviate from that conversation right now. But you have Jim Knowles, the coordinator, and LB coach. He is new. You have Tim Walton and Perry Eliano, who are splitting the secondary responsibilities. They're new to Ohio State. Ohio State has a new offense, not a new in the 4-2-5 realm, but they have a new offense, excuse me, new defense. And their, their scheme and things are going to be different than they were last year or previously. You add in, those of you guys wondering, what's going on with the D-line recruiting? Well, many people think Larry Johnson might be retiring here very, very soon. And if I'm a D-line recruit, do I want to go to a school where I am going to get connected with the D-line coach when that coach might be retiring soon? I don't know if Larry Johnson is going to retire soon, but that's what people are saying. Now, if you factor all of that in, a new LB coach, a new safety coach, a new DB coach, your D, new D coordinator, and your D line coach might be gone. You gotta think. I might need to really think. Am I going to be a one hit wonder at Ohio State or two hit wonder, and then transfer somewhere else before going to the National Football League, or will I come in and be like, hmm, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know this new scheme. I don't know these coaches. I don't know if that coach is going to be there for a very long time. So maybe I should just take a little bit longer and go where I need to go. Also, if I looked at Ohio State's defense over the past few years, outside of a few, outside like a, a Pete Werner, Baron Browning did phenomenal jobs at LB. Ohio State did some good things with Justin Hilliard, but didn't play him enough. Ohio State did some good things with Chase Young um, in the 2019 defense. Ohio State did some good things in the DB realm. Jeff Okuda, uh, uh, Damon Arnett. Um, who just got in trouble again. Man, get your head together. Um, with Sean Wade in 2019, um, we believe Josh Proctor and Ronnie Hickman are going to do good. They've done some good things with Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg, but hasn't been consistent. When I look at the track record of the Buckeye defense, and when I look at the track record of the coaches and everything else I just listed, it might cause some confusion in the recruiting on that side of the ball. Dijon Johnson's decommitment is not the end of the world, and this is not the last time a player will decommit from Ohio State. It just hits a little bit different when you put into context what's happened via the defensive recruiting for Ohio State this year and really <laughs> over the past few weeks. What is one thing that Ryan Day expects from the Buckeye defense in 2022? I'll tell you, and we'll discuss it right here on Locked on Buckeyes. As you gear up for fall, 
You need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Coming up tomorrow on tomorrow's show, we're planning on having John Garcia Jr. back on the show with us. Get more of his thoughts about Brock Glenn's commitment to Ohio State. If you missed that episode on Saturday, be sure to check that out on YouTube and on the audio podcast platform of your choosing subscribe so you don't miss any episodes that come out because there may be some bonus ones that hit your feed as well uh touch on brock glenn's commitment Dijon johnson's the commitment and then jonte gilbert the 2025 db who committed to ohio state recently yes the first recruit to commit in that class for ohio state so at big 10 media days Get might get a little animated. Ryan Day, if you saw that on the YouTube, my microphone shook a little bit. Ryan Day stated his expectation for the Ohio State defense. Now, we talk about why the standard needs to be high at Ohio State, and we will not shy away from that, and it will continue to be a topic of conversation here on this year podcast to keep the standard high at the Ohio State University. Well, Ryan Day in his statement while answering a question and discussing his expectation for the Buckeyes defense, Ryan Day stated he expects Ohio State to have a top 10 defense. I'll say it again for you because some of y'all might have thought, did I really just hear that come out of Jay's mouth? Yes, you did. Ryan Day, the head coach of the Buckeyes, stated that he expects the Buckeyes to have a top 10 defense you look at the talent many of you follow recruiting to a t you know where kids are from how many schools they have played at you know um how many awards they have how many state championships they've won some of y'all know their stats some of you know the stats of the players some of you know how players have progressed i made a comment and just really reiterated what ryan day has stated about dewan jones losing weight and somebody copped in the youtube comments and said Dewan said he lost X amount of pounds. Hey, look, y'all are really, really knowledgeable people. So when you hear somebody say Ryan Day expects the Buckeye defense to be a top 10 defense, you might say, hold up, 
I've been saying timeout a lot lately. Some of y'all might even say, <laughs> y'all need to run that back because that'll make no sense to me. But honestly, what's the problem with Ryan Day expecting this? Wouldn't you think if Ryan Day expects the offense to be at a certain level and he raises the level of expectation for the defense, we have seen Ryan Day raise the level of expectation, excuse me, on the offense. We have seen him raise the level of expectation for the offense and kept it there. Now, last year was a little bit different, made some weird coaching moves, which kind of derailed the running game. But outside of that, the passing game has been at that tier that Ryan Day wanted. Now, last year, you could say Day was a little bit of a hiccup. Yes, Stroud had not thrown a college pass, and he had not started a game for the Buckeyes, so you would expect certain things to happen. But honestly, think about this. Keeping the standard high at offense, raising it and keeping it there, standing it there, it's pretty good. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to take some work. It's going to be really some intense recruiting. Uh, it's going to be some intense practices, some intense weight training sessions. But ultimately, it's not the end of the world, and ultimately, it does make a lot of sense and it's realistic if a few things happen. If you get better play from all four players on the defensive line, your nose tackle, your one technique, your D tackle, your three technique, your two D ends, no matter if it's one hand in the ground, one two-point stance, two that are in a no one three two that are in a three-point stance, or if both D ends are in a two-point stance, stand up on either side of the of the line, you need better D-line play. Also. You also need better linebacker play. Now, still Chambers, Tommy Eichenberg, those are two good linebackers. Are they ready to take the next step in their play and development as an Ohio State linebacker? That's what we're going to see. Like, we're going to see, we get reports from fall camp here very, very soon, which starts later this week. But we're also going to see in game one, game two, game three, how their mindset is, how their conditioning is, how their play is, how their physicality is. All of those things are coming. But then when you add in the back end of the defense, you have to get solid play from the corners. I believe Denzel Burke and Cam Brown are ready to be solid corners for the Buckeyes. You need Tanner McAllister to not only be a good leader on the field, but to also be somebody that can be that nickel corner, somewhat of that safety as well. That can change things, muddy things up the view for the quarterback and the offense that can confuse them. Then you add in Josh Proctor and Ronnie Hickman and how they are playing the football. And Ronnie Hickman's excited to play football. He's glad he's a leader at Ohio State. You need a lot of things. You need some backups that can come in and keep the standard high when they're on the field. You also need coaches that are all on the same page. I'll go back to the 2015 season. That was the most puzzling thing from the coaching-wise, coaching coaching of Ohio State offensively where some things just didn't make sense. Some decisions didn't make sense, but they were still made. Yes, the Buckeyes can have a, a top 10 defense this year. Also, here's one thing. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on this one. Then we're going to close up shop discussing Ryan Day's expectation for the Buckeyes defense of 2022. The players have to be more physical. Yes. The players have to be more physical. Many of you remember at the end of the 2022-23, whatever year they want to call it, the national championship, 2021 or 2022, whatever it is, I jumped a year, not trying to, uh, the national championship game, I talked about the difference between Alabama and <clears throat> Georgia's defenses in that game and how they looked and how they played all year long. Well, we've heard 
about Mickey Mariotti and the offseason workouts that he's put the Buckeye players through. We have heard about how the players have responded to said workouts. We have even heard Ryan Day talk about what he thinks and how he sees and how he looks to, at the players, what he sees from the players when he observes how they're working out. That has to carry through. Th- that has to be something that carries through through the entirety of the season. It can't be game one, game two, game three. The physicality, the toughness is higher than it was last year. It can't be that they are playing harder and they're in better shape than game four, game five, game six. You get to the bye week, then the back half of the season, things just fizzle out. The players. Not just having to be better, they got to be more physical, they have to be tougher. Those things go hand in hand. Ryan Day expects a top 10 defense from the Buckeyes. I'm a person, I need to see a, a few things against some really good opponents, not just early in the season and in the middle, until I buy into this being a reality. However, one thing I do know is this the Buckeyes have talent to raise level play at every position, D-tackle, D-end, linebacker, and in the secondary. But the coaches have to play the right players. The coaches don't play the right players. Forget it. Forget it. Having a top 10 defense, expecting it, and not doing the things to make sure you would get what you expect. (laughs) Y'all, my goodness, if those things happen, if those things don't happen, You're going to see a lot of disgruntled fans. I'll be on here on the podcast discussing why the Buckeye defense is not playing up to the standard that Ryan Day has set. But with Ryan Day setting certain things, I observed some things over the past few years that I wonder and ask myself this question. Is there something with Ryan Day's football teams that, is lacking from the teams that Urban Meyer coached while he was at the Ohio State University. We'll discuss that next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Head BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall camp starts later this week, and we will have you get up with updates and news, and we will discuss different things coming out of fall camp for your Ohio State Buckeyes right here on Locked on Buckeyes. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page. Locked on Buckeyes right there. Put that in the search engine, and you will find the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell so you're notified every time a new video goes live. And also subscribe on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your fine podcasts. Subscribe there as well so you don't miss a thing. So recently, as I have been going back and watching old football games, as my thirst for the football is a whole lot stronger and higher than it has been throughout this entire offseason, Urban Meyer coached football teams that when he was at Ohio State, those games keep popping up, even on the Big Ten Network. 
I believe that it was, there was an Ohio State game, Ohio State versus Penn State, when Urban Meyer was a coach, was the team that was coached. And there was one thing about Urban, Urban Meyer when he was at Florida, which I remember a lot of that. And when he was at Ohio State, I don't really, I don't really remember the earlier days, the Bowling Green days. Um, so I don't. So just forgive me and bear with me, or even the days at Utah. Just bear with me. You're saying, Jay, do you not remember? Not at the moment. But I think about Urban Meyer's teams at Florida. When I think about Ohio State's teams under Urban Meyer at Ohio State, those teams were tough. Those teams were tough. Now, the coaching decisions and the players might not be up to the caliber. I think of some losses and some embarrassing losses that Ohio State suffered while Urban Meyer was at Ohio State, Michigan State, Purdue, Clemson. Not just the whole game, the first, the most recent one in 2019. Go back a few years when Taj Wood was, was at Clemson. <laughs> yeah, that one too. But Ohio State teams under Urban Meyer, there was one thing Urban Meyer would not lack with his teams. It was a certain level of toughness. But as I think about last year's team and even the team before the previous year, buddy, there's a level of toughness that even some of the players realize we need to work on this. We need to work on the toughness and how tough we are as a team. Many people say that's on Coach Mick Mariotti. He's supposed to get the team up to standard. He is supposed to do the things that are going to get make the team tougher. He's supposed to get the team in shape. Many people say that's, uh, that's on Mickey Mariotti. Well, I will challenge you and simply say this. I think it's on more than Coach Mick Mariotti. Yes, his job may be hinged. It might be pivotal. You could lose his job if the players aren't in good shape, if they're not tough, if the things that he is doing in the offseason aren't breeding and aren't creating the results the Buckeye team needs as far as toughness, uh, conditioning, things of that nature. But ultimately, it's also the coaches recruiting the right players, projecting, properly projecting what the, what players will do once they're at the Ohio State University. But also it's up to the players themselves as well. Like sometimes what we realize is players could do certain things. They're just not doing them. I don't know if some of the guys that are at Ohio State are really the toughest players. Uh, I said it before. I'll say it again. And honestly, it's going to be my last thought of the day. Every football team, every single one, needs a player that has a few screws loose. Let's try this again. Every football team needs a player on the team that has a few screws loose. You may say, Jay, why in the world do you think that? Well, because... Your favorite football teams have guys like that. They might not be the ones that are always do the things that are right there in the scouting report. They might not do the things that are right there in the playbook. They might do their own thing every now and then. They might toot the horn and be the ones that are doing their own thing and beating their own drum and getting a little off cadence from things that are taught and things that are coached to happen during games. However, them having a few screws loose, being them being a little um not all the way there in the head helps them be the best player they can be. People rip Urban Meyer for the players he recruited, uh, Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncy Twins, whatever it is when he was at Florida. Sometimes it even happened when he was at Ohio State. But you know what? You can never knock and say those players were not tough. Tim Tebow, not the best quarterback ever. Doesn't have the best arm. He was a one-trick pony, and he was really good with that one trick. However. Tim Tebow was a tough boy, man. When I was in high school, I remember watching some things on the ESPN. And people were saying, it was a report on ESPN, this quarterback, man, he's good, 
but he's lifting with the offensive lineman. I said, hold on, timeout now. Let's run that back. He lifted with who? But he was, and it helped him be a phenomenal football player in college and even at the high school level as well. JT Barrett, once again, not a player that's the best quarterback, the greatest quarterback to be at Ohio State. He might be in the running and the discussion, but he's not one of those guys. But nobody can lack his toughness and his competitiveness. I have heard and they have had a valid reason to question the competitiveness and the toughness of numerous players at Ohio State. There's a reason why. I hope they get tougher. And it makes me feel good that a current player on Ohio State, I believe what Jackson Smith and Jigba said, the team needed to be tougher and pointed the finger at himself. And even I needed to be tougher and work on my toughness as well. Urban Meyer's teams were always tough. Sometimes Ryan Day's teams weren't always the toughest. Will that be different in 2022? I hope so. And we'll see what's going to happen very soon. Literally in about a month from in a, about a month from now, and the Buckeyes face the Fighting Irish week one of the college football season. We are out of here on this Monday. Come back tomorrow. Our guy, John Garcia Jr., will be back with us, should be back with us, to talk about some Buckeye recruiting and give us a recruiting update on things going on on the recruiting trail for your Ohio State Buckeyes. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can also send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thank you for making loss on Buckeyes. Your first listen or first watch of every single day now make sure to check out the locked on big 10 podcast know what your team is up against against and what's going on around the big 10 conference with its host nate dickinson nate in a local expert will take you around the big 10 in under 30 minutes check out locked on big 10 which is just like locked on buckeyes they're both free and available on youtube and wherever you get your audio podcast your favorite app that carries those things guys out here on this Monday. Hope you enjoy your day. It might be raining where you are, but you know what? Rain, shine, it don't matter. The Buckeye start fall camp later this week, which means the football season starts really soon as well.